0: Issues Etc. regular guests Dr. Reed Lessing and Dr. Andrew Steinman are the authors of our book of the month for September, The Messianic Message, Predictions, Patterns, and the Presence of Jesus in the Old Testament. This new book is published by Concordia Publishing House. Their phone number, 1-800-325-3040, or learn more about The Messianic Message at issuesetc.org. Study the Old Testament through a Christ-centered lens with the Issues Etc. book of the month, The Messianic Message.
1: There is no common ground possible between the people who believe in objective truth and cultural Marxists. Parents, social media is undermining you left and right. I mean, it's like dumping a bucket of termites outside your house every day and then thinking, it'll be fine they won't mess with my house.
0: Feminism has told us that our, our children are the obstacle to our happiness instead of a means to our happiness. You know, when we take those tender and important and precious relationships away from women, they're not going to be more fulfilled without it. You know, Luther said on his deathbed that we're beggars all. He could have said we're all dogs receiving crumbs from our master's table.
1: This is Mark from Michigan, and I am a lawnmower listener. We love Issues Etc.
0: We think about King Saul in the Old Testament as Israel's first king, but one thing is abundantly clear from reading the account of how he became king. He is not Israel's first king. He's Israel's second king. The first king was God. And the reason the people wanted Saul as king was because they had rejected God as king. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. It's time to teach a Sunday School lesson on Saul becoming king with Pastor Tom Baker. A little bit later, after our conversation with Pastor Baker concludes, we'll do listener email and the issues, et cetera, comment line. Then Paul Coleman of Alliance Defending Freedom International will join us for an update on the criminal trial of two Finnish Lutheran leaders for statements they have made on human sexuality. Pastor Tom Baker is host of a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, welcome back. Thank you. Why did the people want a king?
1: Well, what happened, Samuel was God's prophet, and he had two sons, Joel and Abijah, and he made them judges in Beersheba. But his sons did not walk in the ways of the Lord, and they turned aside after trying to get gain for themselves. They took bribes, they perverted justice. So the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel and said to him, behold, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint for us a king to judge us like all the other nations. And so they wanted to have a king like the other nations had. And that's what they asked of Samuel.
0: What did the Lord say when Samuel prayed about this?
1: Well, the Lord told him that this displeased him because they already had a king, and that was God himself. But the Lord said to Samuel, still obey the voice of these people in all that they say to you for they have not rejected you, Samuel, but they have rejected me as being king over them. And he told Samuel that they would have a lot of problems with their king.
0: How did uh, Samuel warn them about this?
1: Well, he told them what God had told him. He said that when you have a king, he will take your sons and appoint men to his chariots to be his horsemen. And he will approve for himself commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties, some to plow his ground and to reap his harvest and to make his implements of war and the equipment of his chariots. And He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive orchards and give them to his servants. He will take the 10th of your grain and of your vineyards and give it to his officers and to his servants. He will take your male servants and female servants and the best of your young men and your donkeys and put them to his work. They will take the 10th of your flocks and you shall be to him like his slaves. And in that day, you will cry out to me because of your king whom you have chosen for yourselves. But I the Lord will not answer you in that day.
0: Why did the Lord say that?
1: He said that because he wanted to make it clear to them that they were rejecting him as God. And therefore, every time we reject God, do any kind of sin, like try and make a king more than he is, then we will have negative consequences to our sin. and. The negative consequence that they will receive is when they pray to God and cry out for help. Guess what? God will not answer them in that day.
0: How did the people respond to that warning?
1: They kind of ignored it. They wanted a king just like the other nations. And so we also want to be like any of the other nations. That's verse 20 of chapter 8. And that one king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. So Saul repeated this to the Lord, and God still told him to go ahead and anoint a king.
0: Samuel said to them, You have rejected your God who saves you from all your calamities and your distresses. What does that mean?
1: Well, God reminded them he's the one that brought them out of Egypt. Then they were short on water, and he had Moses hit a rock, and he had enough water for a million people. Then they were short on bread, and he had manna coming down from heaven every morning for 40 years. And then they needed meat, and he had birds come that they could take and eat. So he showed them, even during their time in the wilderness, their shoes did not run out or their clothes run out, and God was taking care of them. And yet with all of these items, they still rejected god as their king and wanted just like other nations have another king
0: how did saul become king
1: well what happened is that samuel had been told by god ahead of time that a man was coming to see him his name was saul and saul was the tallest man of that day. He was very, very handsome. And in chapter 10, Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him. Has not the Lord appointed you to be prince over his people Israel? And you shall reign over the people of the Lord, and you will save them from the hand of their surrounding enemies. And so Saul was anointed as king. It's very important that oil was used. Oil was used not only to anoint the prophets and kings, it was used for cooking, for fuel for lamps, for medicinal reasons, and for cleaning. And it's of some note to know that the name Christ actually means anointed one. So here Jesus is our true prophet, priest, and king.
0: Why did Samuel write down the duties of a king and set it before the Lord?
1: He did that because he wanted to make clear how God wanted a king. To rule over the people in a proper way. In fact, Saul had been given the Holy Spirit, it says, so that he became wise in this area, uh, defeated the Philistines, etc. And of course, when Samuel told the people the rights and duties of the kingship, He wrote them in a book, laid it up before the Lord. Then Samuel sent all the people away, each one to his own home. And with Saul went with him men of valor, whose hearts God had touched. So he had advisors. It's very important in Solomon's book on Proverbs that a wise leader should always have advisors and that is what is so helpful when it came to the situation with saul how did
0: some men reject saul as king and what became of them
1: well they rejected him and they felt that no he's not someone that we want as our king And in fact, they kind of mocked him. And when they mocked him, they said to Samuel, Who is it that said, Shall Saul reign over us? Bring the man that we may put them to death. And Saul said, Not a man shall be put to death this day. For today the Lord has worked salvation. In Israel. Then Samuel said to the people, come, let us go to Gilgal, and there renew the kingdom. So all the people went to Gilgal, and there they made Saul king before the Lord. There they sacrificed peace offerings before the Lord, and there Saul and all the men of Israel rejoiced greatly. And that's the primary Sunday school lesson for the children.
0: What should the Sunday school children know about God giving his people a king?
1: They should know that sometimes, even when we pray for something that is not right for us, God will permit it to happen in order that we may recognize that what we're praying for is not right. And the enduring faith has an example for the children that they should think of times when they were really looking forward to something and nothing worked out. Maybe it was a vacation, maybe it was a toy that broke or whatever, and help them to understand that, yes, God sometimes gives them those things, but the whole point is that, that they will trust in him rather than in themselves for what they need.
0: Finally, what's the law and gospel of this lesson?
1: The law is really pretty clear. The people of Israel thought that they knew what was best in their life, and that was to have their own king, even though there will be consequences of that sin. The gospel is that God the Father is patient with us. He forgives our sins and sustains our hope. And in Christ, we know that we are his child.
0: Pastor Tom Baker is host of a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. For more information on Law and Gospel, visit the Talk on Demand archives page at issuesetc.org. Tom, thanks. Thank you. When we come back, it's listener email and the Issues Etc. comment line. I'm Todd Wilkin. This is Issues Etc.
1: It was Jesus Jesus Christ our Lord. Now pay close attention, little children. It's somebody you ought to know. It's all about a man that walked
0: on earth nearly 2,000 years ago. This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we continue our adventures in Acts with The Gospel Comes to Corinth, Persecution in Corinth, Paul Returns to Antioch, Apollos, and Two Years in Ephesus. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite
1: podcast provider. The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod cares deeply for those who protect our nation. Are you or a loved one currently serving? Ministry to the Armed Forces would like to help. We provide devotional literature to encourage faith. Send your mailing address to lcmschaps at lcms.org or call us at 314-996-1337. Those in uniform are comforted with Psalm 28. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him and He helps me the light of God's word in a world of darkness, you're listening to Issues Etc.
0: St. Peter encourages us, always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. That is where we get the Greek word for apologetics, that is to defend the Christian faith. The September issue of The Lutheran Witness takes up the topics of apologetics and archaeology and discusses both of them in detail with articles from Paul Meyer, Sarah Renzel, Mark Meal, and David Adams. To pick up your copy, visit cph.org witness or visit our website witness.lcms.org to learn more. The Lutheran Witness, interpreting the world from a Lutheran perspective. Concordia University Chicago invites all high school students to attend the annual Careers for Christ weekend in person on our beautiful campus in River Forest. Careers for Christ is November 3rd through the 5th. You'll have the opportunity to learn about professional church vocations while having fun with CUC staff, faculty, and students. For more information, visit cuchicago.edu forward slash C, the number 4C. That is cuchicago.edu forward slash C. The number four, C.